G'day everyone, and welcome to My Union Road in ABA. This is a podcast to chronicle the progress towards a new enterprise bargaining agreement at Monash University and is brought to you by members of the Monash branch of the NTEU. We're here to take the old agreement and hashtag change it. And unlike our namesake, my dad wrote a porno, do everything we can to avoid being fucked in the process. Those involved with the podcast would like to acknowledge that it is being recorded on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nations, on whose lands we live, teach, and work. We would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional custodians and elders, past and present, and to the continuation of the cultural, spiritual, and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. My name's Tony, pronouns he, him, and I am a casual teaching associate at Monash in the Faculty of Arts, uh, teaching history and international studies. Hi, Tony. My name's Kate and I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a PhD candidate in film, media and journalism at Monash University. And I also um, have held a bunch of casual contracts for various different unis, including Monash since 2014. Uh, So before we kind of get into what the podcast is all about, Tony, how did you get involved in the union? So I've been a union member at the NTAU since I started uh, at Monash in 2014. Uh, but got significantly more involved at the beginning of the pandemic uh, when all of the stuff around the jobs protection framework was happening. How about you, Kate? Uh, so, uh, I, you know, ag- again, like you, I've, you know, been a member of the union since I started working as well. Um, but I started to get a lot more involved with, in the union uh, during COVID. Uh, basically, uh, Monash tried to take one of my tutes away mid-semester, I think around week six, you know, which was uh, very stressful in terms of like being able to pay rent and all that kind of stuff. And it basically pissed me off. So I sort of started to look in and to see what more I could do with the union. And Kate and I will be the main voices that you'll hear on the podcast. There'll be other people that come in for different episodes and different reasons. uh, And we'll be sure to give them the opportunity to intro themselves when they do. Yeah, for sure. So Basically, the reason we wanted to start this podcast was to keep people updated about the progress of the enterprise agreement that we're currently negotiating with the uh, uni management and to demystify the process of bargaining because it is really confusing, (laughs) as I found out as I started to get more involved in the union, and also to involve members in the process of bargaining and to give you all listening out there an opportunity to ask questions you might have about the process. So the podcast will drop fortnightly, uh, timed after every bargaining meeting. There might also be times where we drop bonus episodes or extra episodes in um, for special occasions or or different things that that we feel like need to be explained, but there will be a regular fortnightly episode that comes in after each of the bargaining meetings. Yeah, uh, exactly. And we'll basically be breaking down the process of bargaining telling you what's happening in the actual bargaining room um, and keeping you abreast of union activities and events and all the goings on with the union. So, Kate, let's start right at the very beginning. What is an enterprise agreement? So basically all an enterprise agreement is is an agreement that's drawn up between the employer and its employees that sets out the terms and conditions of employment. So things like wages, your conditions in the workplace, all those sorts of things. And basically an enterprise agreement or an EA, which is often shortened to, 
guarantees better conditions than the award minimums. And so what is actually involved in negotiating a new enterprise agreement? So the first steps before we can even get to the process of bargaining is uh, the university management, first of all, has to issue a NERV, which is short for a Notice of Employee Representational Rights. And that's really just a document that says, yep, we're ready to bargain. Then as well, each group, so the management and the union, has to do a log of claims. And a log of claims is basically just a list of things that they're bargaining for and changes that each side wants to make in the enterprise agreement and give it to the other group and publicise it to the university staff at large. Do we currently have an enterprise agreement in place or has the one run out already? So unfortunately, the enterprise agreement that we are covered under expired on the 30th of June this year, so that's 2022. But even though it has expired already, we're still covered by it. But because it has expired, it freezes conditions and scheduled pay rise. So there'll be no uh, increase in conditions or any pay rises under that um, EA. Right. So that's almost four months now since the last agreement expired. Why are we only just starting bargaining now? Yeah, that's a really good question, Tony. Uh, So the union first contacted management to begin the process of bargaining way back in April of this year, and it took two whole months for the union to get an email response from management. So pretty good email if it takes two months to write there. And that's really set the tone for what bargaining is like. So it seems like they're pretty clearly trying to delay this process and and even delay the beginning of this process. Um, Why? What's, What's in it for them? So as I said, the wages and conditions are essentially frozen until we get a new EA in place. So we don't get a pay rise and the union basically saves money on wages until we get that new EA in place. Management also think that the longer the process drags on, the more likely we are to basically settle for something shit. And they're pretty good at at delaying these things. I found out today that the last agreement took two and a half years from the beginning to completion. And, and so it would be, be nice if that could not happen again. Um, while they are doing these delaying tactics, though, uh, why can't we just strike and until we get what we want? Or can we? Yeah, so this is something I totally didn't get till recently either. Um, so basically, for a long time, industrial action wasn't regulated at all. So you could strike at any time for any reason, But basically, if you did strike, you'd be at risk of getting fired. Since the 1980s, the Australian government, so both the Liberal Party and the Labor Party, started to regulate industrial action more strictly. So this was really good in the sense that people could take protected industrial action, which was basically protected by law. um, And that meant that um, people taking protected industrial action couldn't get fired for that action. But then it also set some really restrictive limits on when you can do protected industrial actions like strikes and for what reason. And unfortunately, that uh, legislation is weighted really, really heavily in the employer's favour. And so what kind of things constitute industrial action? Uh, Is it just strikes? So not just strikes, uh, but that is a big one. It's basically anything that's organised by the union that interrupts your regular workday. So it could be something as small as a little 30-second speech that a worker gives or a group of workers give um, in their tutorials or in lectures or even something in their emails because for those 30 seconds, you're not teaching or doing work when you normally would be. So that's counted as interrupting your regular workday 
and therefore counted as industrial action. So is there a legal process that we have to go through before we can strike them? Yeah, there is. So for the for industrial action that's protected by law, um, there is a very complicated legal process. Um, so we can only take protected industrial action after bargaining officially starts. So that was quite recently. Um, we also have to go through a, a legal process which involves things like proving to the Fair Work Commission that management isn't bargaining in good faith. And this is a whole big complicated thing that I think you and I are both keen to do um, a whole episode about in the future. So stay tuned, everyone. Yeah, there's definitely a lot there that needs to be unpacked and for it to be properly understood. Um, so what can people do in the meantime? So big one is to talk to your college, talk to them about the union, talk to them about the process and this podcast as well. Um, another big one is displaying union merch in your workplace. Uh, so the logic behind that is basically the more visible the union is, the more leverage we have. The union actually has some coffee stalls coming up where you can come chat, get a free coffee and get your hands on some of that lovely union merch as well. So if you follow the branch on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find the link to those in the pod description, um, you can find out when the next coffee stall is. And then the other big thing is rallies. Um, so the union's actually having a barbecue on the 1st of December. So again, keep your eyes peeled for more info on that. And then the last big one that I'm sure you can tell us more about, Tony, is listening to the pod and help spreading word about it. And really, that's what doing this podcast is all about. It's for us to be able to work together, to ask each other questions, to get involved, and to keep each other updated about the process and about the progress of the negotiation. Yeah. And so we don't let management get away with things just because the process is long and confusing. And if there's anything that you're unsure about, or if you have questions about bargaining or any of this, uh, drop us an email. Uh, you can reach us at myunionwroteaneba at gmail.com and we'll get someone to answer it on the pod. Yeah, we'd love to hear your questions and uh, get some people to answer them. Uh, so next episode, we'll look at the union's log of claims and compare it to the management's log of claims so that we can give all our members a good idea of the key differences between the union's position and management's position and show what we're going to be arguing about during the course of this enterprise bargaining agreement. So we'll see you all in two weeks. All right, folks, that's it for this episode. Thanks to Kate, Danny, Adam, Bernard and Pod Daddy Sofio for all the work they've put into this. And we'll catch you next time.